everybody. Welcome to episode 118 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson, and I have Poison Ivy. <laughs> you had it. Had it. It's pretty much almost gone. I still got some redness in my arm here. Man, let me tell you something about Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. It is not fun. I've had it before, but not to this degree. This is the worst. Yeah. This was... know, my, my hand, my arm, what, this was a good opposite one. limbs. Ugh. Man, that's so obnoxious. Mm-hmm. All just to play basketball. You got that everywhere. Yeah. So what did I do? I took down all the foliage yeah. back there. It's like a murder spree. Hopefully I got it, but who the hell knows? It's an, an assault on Mother Nature. Yeah. Um, Welcome to our podcast about filmmaking <laughs> and poison ivy getting. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. We're... we're uh, gorilla ivy. We're, uh, we've, we're homebodies for the most part, obviously. With all of this, and so uh, there was a lot of stuff to watch during and the scamdemic. There was stuff. You see, you say that, and somebody <laughs> listening to this for the first time is going to think that you're some <laughs> one like, of the right wing asshole. Yeah. So, um, um, which call it? So we were we watched a bunch of stuff. There was some stuff that we watched a little while ago, also that we just hadn't gotten to. We have a whole bunch of guests that are going to be mm-hmm. on throughout the rest of the year. So it's like Plus we're we trying it. to cram. Things that we've watched into one show, which we're doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got a shoot coming up we got to talk about. We have a shoot. Well, we don't really have time to talk well, after, about the shoot. after the shoot, I mean. <laughs> so, it's just going to be another episode. We've got coming. guests. We've got all kinds of, you know, and uh, so the I, I didn't get to Ratchet yet because that's a that's an obvious, like, seven hours. Um, and uh, we just had so much other stuff to talk about. So we will talk about that because I'm very anxious to see that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Give, we'll give you a little bit of time, I guess. I don't know. We're yeah. d- we're ruining two things that just came out yeah. this week anyway. So, uh, I don't know. Wow, whatever. Um, so, spoilers, if you haven't seen some of this stuff, we're going to be talking about it. Um, so, we're going to we'll be... We'll try to stay spoiler-free, but some, I'm not, some might slip I'm not out. even going to lie. So, oh, okay, uh, if I have something to say about it, I'm going to say it. What's the point of me told? Like, I would review this. What would you think about it? Well, I can't really tell you the well, details of what I You know, that's interesting you say that about reviews because I often... If I, you know, start seeing some some uh, goings on online about uh, something I want to see and it's like negative or positive, sometimes I want to see what people that I trust think of the, of something without it being spoiled. What's your point? That's why I tried. That's why I, personally I tend not to try to spoil Yeah, but you notice how much. that doesn't really happen because there's no way to really review something yeah. without spoiling it. Sure there is, but it's just not, not as efficient. It's not a review. That's yeah. just talking about something that came out. It's like, hey, do you want to talk about tires? Yeah. Well, do you want to get into detail? Not really. I just want to talk about the fact that they exist. They go round. That's different. You know it, lady. No. Um, so, uh, ba, 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 ba. So, we, so we saw a couple things here. And um, some that just came out this week, too, that we're going to be talking about is uh, criminal and... Um, the devil. The devil's always the here devil's or al- something like that. <laughs> the devil all the time. <laughs> the devil's always here. The devil's always here. That's totally where I was going with that. Um, and uh, then we're going to be talking about a film that we watched a little while ago that we just haven't had time to squeeze in, but I did want to discuss it, which was The Lodge. And then we saw uh, Charlie Kaufman's latest that came out last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so buckle up. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, so um, that's uh, I'm thinking of ending things, which I wanted to see, obviously. Obvi. Sure, Obvi. sure, sure, sure. I wanted to see that. So um, yeah, so I guess we'll start with um, we'll start with the devil, the devil all the time. Devil's always here. Got it. Start with that one. So this is like one of those films that um, I almost 
don't look forward to because there's a lot of celebrity in it. Yeah. And I always yeah, wonder I mean, you got, why they do you've that. You've got it in there. You've got Spider-Man. You've got um, <laughs> Bill Sarsgaard. You've got Winter Soldier. You have Batman. Yeah, again, these people have names. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've got Tom Holland, uh, Robert Pattinson, Haley Bennett, um, Bill Sarsgaard, uh, who's one of many Sarsgaards, mm-hmm. uh, Riley Keough, um, Sebastian Stan, Stan, uh, Harry Melling, who just scares the shit out of me. I can't yeah. deal with that guy. Mia Wasikowska, Eliza, I think it's Scanlon, Jason Clark. Yeah. It just, it, all people that we've, we've I'm a huge fan of Jason with. Clark, I've realized. Realized that years ago. Get Ever since here. I saw him in that Lawless or whatever. Yeah, that was like a decade yeah. ago. So. <laughs> I've been a fan of his since then. We've always watched a lot of his stuff. I haven't seen everything, but yeah. we watch most of his I think he's like stuff. super underrated. Yeah, he's a good actor, but he's got a very distinctive face that yeah. doesn't change. And so yeah. it's hard to kind of like not see him. Terminate. As, he was a Terminator. As another character. Um, I was having this discussion actually with Andrew about, I'm just going to segue for a second, about, you know, um, the the rumors that, that Hardy's going to be the next Bond. First of all, this isn't new. I, it's so obnoxious that people keep talking about this because they brought this up like four years ago. Yeah. They've been talking about, like, is Tom Hardy going to be like, just make a fucking decision already. Like, why are we talking about this for four years? At one point, he was in the running with Idris Elba. I was good with either one. Mm. Um, It's probably going to be Tom Hardy. First of all, Daniel Craig is fucking over it. So he doesn't give a shit about. No, he's literally said it. Like, he doesn't give a shit about who plays the next one. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to do this anymore. He did his time. Um, And so... Um, the, the conversation was basically going into like whether Hardy's going to be underutilized. And I don't think that's going to be the case because I don't feel that Bond is a very like multifaceted character. He's pretty like, yeah. you know what I mean? So you don't, it doesn't require a lot. Daniel Craig, however, is an actor that you would, if you've only seen him in Bond, you'd think, well, that's all that guy does. But yeah. actually he does an amazing job at playing a hick. I don't know why, yeah. but he's done it twice and completely convinced me. If I didn't know that yeah, guy was British, yeah. I would have swore that he was born in the Appalachians. Like he did, he's so good at that. However, another conversation that I was having um, with the with uh, our friend Katie was that she's not a Hardy fan, and you know, blaspheming. I know, but yeah. I was like, let me hear the girl out. I mean, she's your a good ex-friend, person. Katie. <laughs> she's a good person, so let me see. Maybe she fell and hit her head, and you know, she's concussed. <laughs> Anything can. I, she may be. She may need help. No, um, we love Katie. But in in you know, in, in in all seriousness, what she doesn't like about him, I can understand. It's something that people have. A lot of people have commented on that Tom Hardy plays the same character. Mm. And I don't know that it's so much that he plays the same character is that he plays characters the same way. And that is different, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Um, and kind of like this, this is why I said with Jason Clark, Jason Clark has this very distinctive, like this, his features are very distinctive. And Tom Hardy's physical facial emotions are very distinctive. Mm-hmm. So he, he has a range of anger and being pissed off. And that seems right. to be where his characters are. So it goes from like a dude with a chip on his shoulder who's kind of moody to a guy who's kind of moody with a chip on his shoulder to a guy that's just moody to a guy who just has a chip on his shoulder to a guy who's really angry to a guy who has serious anger issues to a guy who's angry with a chip on his shoulder. Right. And every character has a certain 
level of grunting. Yeah, that he that's has. his range. That and that's his range. And you know, like the, I don't say. Look, he's one of my favorite actors, so I don't say this as like, oh, it's a, as an insult. Not everybody's a character actor, and not everybody has crazy range. You don't have mm. to have crazy range to be a really good actor. He doesn't, to me. Um, when he does comedy and he does romance, he looks really fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> Every time he does something comedic or romantic, and I think he has commented on hating romantic comedies. He did that yeah. one. This is yeah. war, and said yeah. he'd never do it again. Yeah. He looked so uncomfortable through that entire thing. It's not his place. He's yeah. not comfortable there. So I think that's what it is, is that people watch Tom Hardy and they're waiting for like this other character. And you're not going to get that. He has one of the best angry faces in Hollywood, yeah. but it's always the same. Mm -hmm. So the angry face he had in the drop is the angry face that he had in Bronson, which is the angry face that he's had in the Revenant, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, once you've seen that, like he does this dead stare and he flares his nostril. I feel like that's where people are like, Oh, I don't like him, but I don't know. There's, you, you gotta get, you gotta get into the talent of that anger. Right. right. <laughs> Basically going back to the devil all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, actually before that, I, let's just, I want to do my quick segue. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the devil in my back pocket can wait. So we'll, <laughs> We, we ha there's news that Tatiana Maslany is now. Oh, okay. Wow. So we're totally segueing. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Well, I wanted to get totally this piece segue. of news out of the way, then we can get onto the okay. reviews now. Yeah. So she's been cast as She-Hulk. Mm -hmm. And uh, both of us, as as the rabid listeners know, that we're big fans of of, of, uh, of, of the Maslany. And um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very excited to see her in a bigger property like this because it could stretch from TV shows into feature films. And I feel like she's been always on the precipice, if you will, of like booking, like she almost booked like a Star Wars film mm -hmm. and like a bunch of other stuff. So it's good to see her. Um, I mean, I, I hate and, and who knows? I'm over the Marvel stuff, but I like, yeah. this is the thing. I'm over Marvel and but Marvel movies, but if I have to watch what, them, at least give me good actors. Yeah. But that's what gives me kind of hope is that um, she doesn't seem the type to just sign on for a big paycheck. You know what I mean? Cause she's, I'm sure no, she's had plenty of opportunities. So there may be something, you know, there's going to the writing. And yeah. It may so not, there may it's... be something interesting what, that they're going to do with the character. And I know it's being directed by a female, but I, I don't know about the writing. I'm just going to wait. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that she's in, if I have to sit through Marvel, that it's going to be her. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I kind of wish they'd, as much as I love her, I kind of wish that they'd given that opportunity to like a beefier gal, if you will. Mm. Tatiana's quite petite. Yeah, but so is And when so I think is, of uh, like She Hulk, I'm like, all right, like Mark Ruffalo is not a beanpole. He's a regular sized dude. Yeah. But they know? look similar and they're related to characters. So yeah. that works. Yeah, that does work. It's just like when I, I hear She Hulk. You want like a Gina Carano or yeah, something? Yeah, like in there? just like some big ass girl. It's kind of like when She Hulk's out, you're like, yeah, I, I can see that. Well, I think that's the beauty of it, right? I mean, that was a. Well, the, no, but like Captain America, he started out scrawny, right? Then they, you know, nuked him or whatever and he became big. But even in Hulk, the TV show, he was a big guy. Not really. I mean, kinda. that was kind of his whole thing is that. I mean, that's more of bigger. the Bruce like, Banner's thing. Was look, he's he's just like a scientist, like a like a he's he's the, very much the antithesis of what. Yeah, the but Hulk he's not is. scrawny, is what I'm saying. Maybe it's not like up. they're scrawny. They're, she's not going to bulk up. Hollywood's never going to let her bulk up. She's small. When she first started in her indie stuff, she was like a little curvier, and then mm -hmm. once she got really like just as Hollywood does, it's like, hey, we need you to lose like 47 pounds. Well, we don't know if that's the case with her. She pretty could've... sure it probably was though. I mean, like. I, she doesn't I mean, seem the type as much as as well as I Hollywood know her. She doesn't wants. seem the yeah, type right. to to bow that's, to peer that's pressure. That's what to be Hollywood thin. wants, and it's hard to it's hard to think otherwise when you see so many actresses that in the beginning of their career 
have thicker thighs or are more voluptuous in a way. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they, as Hollywood gets their claws into them, they're all like a size zero. Like it happens to almost all of them. It's very rare that, you know, you you see somebody and it's not just like, Oh, uh, I'm not talking about like somebody who's like, uh, obese or overweight that that's like they obviously needed yeah it's always the jennifer lawrence's of the world yeah they they just all kind of go down to the same size it's Uh so weird how everybody's goal weight seems to look exactly the same i'm one cold away Um, from my goal goal weight uh yeah and uh yeah so it's just having actually met tatiana maslani and i have a picture of me standing next to her i can tell you she's small i'm very short you know like so she's a small girl she's smaller than me um in terms of weight and so it's like when i heard she hulk i was like all right but i guess you know obviously that's the point that she hulks out or whatever Mm -hmm. i i'm glad that it's her i love her um but it's just we'll see i just wish you know probably not until like 2023 but yeah who knows all right anyway so we're going back to it we're going back to it segue segue so this was directed and written by antonio campos and um the uh, the novel was by Donald Ray Pollock, who was also the narrator and a producer um, yeah. and a producer and all that. So, um, yeah. So I think before this, most of Campos's stuff was uh, stuff that we've seen, but he was a producer, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if this is like his first directorial thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, is it? No, he's mostly. Yeah, he's been executive producer on almost everything. Yeah. So I think this was his directorial debut. Alrighty. Um, and so, okay, so this was getting some shit online. I was here first. It was like, oh, this is going to be amazing, and this is good. And then I started hearing a whole lot of negative stuff about like how Pattinson and his accent couldn't save this film. And anytime I read stuff like that, I'm like, it's usually an exaggeration. Yeah, you know, it's usually like it's subjective and it's one person's opinion or two or four or five or who you know whatever it is. But it rarely is something ever as bad as they make it seem. It's usually like, all right, maybe that wasn't the best thing i've seen but it wasn't like that it could be saved like that's kind of that's that's kind of uh that's kind of extreme so um the cast again like it's a little distracting when i have this many people i wish they would have just toned that down by like even do something to like you know change up their appearance in some way Sure. You know, like if Tom Holland was to have a buzz cut or grow some facial hair, if he can, I don't even know. <laughs> Poor guy. I love him, but who knows? Uh, you know, he's, that's that's always my my problem with putting a lot of like, quote unquote, celebrities and stuff and not like a lot in one movie, just over so and over and over again. That you didn't recognize it. I'm like, oh, look who it is. And you're like, I have no idea who that is. And I recognize well, them. So, yeah, um, that's usually with uh, the Mark Ruffalo teenager guy that I never recognize all the time. But. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, it's just, anyway, my, my biggest pet peeve is that they just, just show up on set and, and act. It's like, there's, and they, they always do a great job because, you know, usually always do a great job because that's, you know, they're at the top of their craft, but, you know, I like to see some visual differences because to me, this is just Tom Holland in this film, you know, doing. And it's Robert Pattinson. Right. And so when they have like a different look, not only just for the character, but just for the, the audience to, to kind of be like, okay, every time I see Tom Holland, I'm just going to see Tom Holland versus just kind of giving your characters kind of a different aesthetic, some kind of different aesthetic. Yeah, to because them. for me, what made, um, what was 
really um, entertaining about watching Robert Pattinson in uh, Good Time or whatever was that he looked different. Is that he? I believe he had a buzz cut. He might have had a buzz cut or yeah. something. He looked really grungy, and so it was like, oh, that's not. Oh no, no, his hair was kind of like bleached out and messy. That's what it was. Yeah. This like weird bleach job, and uh, it just didn't look like him as much. I mean, it looked like him, but not as much. And so yeah, for me, there was change up the. The wardrobe and the makeup and the hair, or whatever, or just like just tone down on the 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 cast. It's yeah. like it's like when someone has like this this guy, right? This this uh, director has access, having produced so many things, big things. He has access. He had the budget, obviously, to get all these people. But that doesn't always mean you should. Yeah, it's like the less is more thing. It starts to become distracting because there's so you're expecting you're, you're thinking of all these characters and other films that they've been in and then you can't pay attention to what's going on. So that was my first kind of like uh, one part of me was like, wow, what a cast. But then immediately I was like, it's too many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too many people. Um, OK, uh, Knives there's Out. There's other actors that. out there. Knives Out did that as well. It was just like a lot of people. But that it kind of worked more yeah. for me in Knives Out um, because they were playing such characters, yeah, everybody, yeah. that it was like, oh, okay, okay, I got you. This time, it's like they're all playing like this like kind of Appalachian Trail. I think they're in Virginia or whatever. Um, okay, so the, the film is is a lot of drama. And um, what I did really enjoy, there wasn't anything that I disliked. Really, I can't say there was mm-hmm. much that I disliked. It, it was a good movie. It wasn't great. Mm-hmm. It was good, but I was entertained. I at no point was like, I don't care what happens. But my my one complaint aside from the cast would be that I didn't really get invested in any of the characters. And I felt like that was more in the writing. Mm-hmm. There was, I don't know what it was. It, they jumped around so much that it was hard to ever That's really like sit and like, care about Especially somebody. at the beginning, um, you're jumping time a good amount. You know, it'll and constant, spin. and and the the way that it's structured, just in from a logistical standpoint of it being like six months earlier, three months earlier, and then seven and months later, seven would, years later, and then it would give you a year. So you're like, wait, all right, so where's this year? And so right. where are yeah. we in time? So that at the beginning was like, um, I don't think it was like confusing because when you're watching it, you, you understand just, where you yeah. are. It's just um, that, and for me, the uh, the the voiceover, I don't, I don't think it was necessary at all. I think you could have yeah, done that. And, and I yeah, actually, I agree with that. I would have I would have been happy it because, reminded because it wasn't me of consistent. Like a feel good movie. It wasn't consistent. Like it didn't like it. I don't know. Well, also the narrator, who is the the writer of the novel, uh, like I just said, it had a he had a very feel good kind of voice. Yeah, it reminds me of like like it should have been in a movie about a kid and his dog mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Um, and so it didn't match the tone. He's waiting for like the Dukes of Hazard to come flying by. <laughs> Those darn so, Duke boys. <laughs> so, no, not even like, you yeah. know, like in the 90s did this a lot. And I, yeah. for some reason, I cannot think of a movie. I, I'm hearing it in my head. I'm hearing this person's voice and it's mm-hmm. a movie that I've seen and it's narrated and I can't remember. Yeah. But it, it's something like that, you know, where but it's it, like it has yeah. this feel good kind of tone. And that is not what this movie is. Mm-hmm. And so I do agree that that kind of it didn't throw me off, but I agree it was kind of unnecessary. Yeah, but you know everybody was everyone did really great, and their all their performances were great. Um, I liked seeing the side of I haven't seen a lot that Bill Sarsgaard's Sarsgaard is done, mm-hmm. um, but I I enjoyed watching him in this. Sarsgaard, Sarsgaard. I know he's really tall. In real life, so I think they, you know, I was waiting for it to that be distracting because he's like six eight I kept or something. Waiting like for that. him to do his clown lip, yeah, because he's done that in so many interviews. <laughs> yeah, and his eye, he can 
move that one eye. But it was an interesting story, and you have all these different stories and how they come together. It definitely felt like a movie based on a book, but not necessarily like there was a bunch missing. So that part of it I appreciate. A lot of times when I will watch movies that are based on books, you like you know there's a ton of stuff left out that we mm-hmm. this not so much the my only issue was with the cop Sebastian Stan's character I didn't yeah I, I, I didn't feel like it was really developed enough as much I as the other like characters I didn't feel like he was right for that part yeah there that, was something about like he didn't seem right for it yeah should have been a show um <laughs> no but yeah everybody did uh, everyone gave a great performance in it and um well here yeah i mean it was a good movie it was good it wasn't great it wasn't bad it was just it was good. It was good. Um, here's the thing that I did want to say, though. Um, when we were talking about, um, you know, people's images changing and this and that. So one of the characters who was who's not in it for very long, spoiler, um, Haley Bennett's character. Now, you didn't recognize her. I recognized her immediately. Um, and normally now I believe and I don't know if this was recent, but um, I, I know she like had a kid mm-hmm. maybe like a year or two ago or whatever. Um, but what. I found interesting is that in most things that I've seen her in, she's very Hollywood thin. And in this, she was curvier Mm -hmm. and it worked so well because it's like, it's Apple. It made her seem real. That was the thing. It was like, Mm -hmm. I recognize her face because I'm like, that's her face. I know her. Um, But she had this like, really like, actually she looked quite voluptuous more, Mm -hmm. more than I'm used to seeing her that I was like, Oh, I didn't even think like she had so much upstairs. Yeah. Not trying to be filthy, but just, you know, filthy. I was like, Oh, wow. Um, and I believed her character so much. The priest noticed, I'll say. <laughs> Did it? Wait, was is that the character I'm thinking of? No. Oh. He, no, she's the waitress. Relax. Oh, the waitress. So, um, the... so that that that's the thing is that I'm I bought her character because she looked different mm-hmm. than she usually looks, and so and and she was this motherly character, and it just all made sense. It was like, oh, you know, she had like this. I don't know. It, it just uh, it, it just worked in that, and I wish they had done that with other characters like Mm -hmm. either gain weight or lose weight or i don't know just look different um and so i wish there was a little bit more of that because that kind of went into like the characters seeming the same but uh yeah i mean overall i thought the movie was was good i loved the i love when they do little connections between the characters yeah i felt like it almost went a little too far and that may be in the book so i can't really like fault the the director writer for that um but it seems a little convenient at times, yeah, you know, it was like, yeah. this is kind of like a little bit coincidental, but not like terribly coincidental. It was just a little bit, it was a little bit much. Um, but I, I did, I did enjoy, I enjoyed the film and the cinematography, all that stuff was really good, mm-hmm. you know, really good. Yeah, I loved the tone set. of this film, like the, the cinematography and the tone that they set for this film was really nice and, and um, told, helped I, I tell. Pattinson tells, would like had a bigger role. Yeah, I liked what he he did with his character, though. I mean, he looked the same, but I feel like he really like this is not a character that you're used to seeing him play. No, sort of thing, um, which I appreciate. And um, he did. He did. Yeah, changed his voice a little bit and gave his care, gave that character a little something to kind of he didn't really. I mean, he played it straight, but he played it. You know, he gave it a little little extra something. Yeah, he was very nasal. Yeah. Um, he he added this weird like nasal thing to his accent. Apparently, there was talk about that he didn't disclose what he was going to make the character sound like until they started shooting. I don't know if that's mm. true. Who knows? Uh, but it it made me not fit. Like if you had played that audio, I would have said I don't know who the hell that is. Right. Yeah. You know. Now, I don't know that I could really pick Pattinson's voice out of anything, honestly. Yeah. But I would have never thought Robert Pattinson. So I I did appreciate that change that he made his voice actually the tone of his actual voice different. Mm. 
uh, Tom Holland sounded like Tom Holland from yep. Virginia. Um, he also has very distinctive young voice, so it's like it's hard yeah. for him to change. Um, yeah, so I I would recommend it. I liked it, um, but you know, I just I I thought with this cast, it maybe would be like really really great. Yeah, and um, it was good. It was a very good film. Yeah. But it just there were just like little things in there that I, it was like, mm, I don't know. I just I wasn't like invested in it for yeah. some reason. So there was that. Um, yeah. So the uh, so we're just moving along. We got lots of stuff that we've seen. So the next thing that we saw was so we've talked about Criminal UK before. We didn't know if they were going to do a second well, we season. We talked about all the criminals before. When we when we started it, mm-hmm. we were like, hopefully there'll be a season two. We don't know. And they did exactly what we hope they do. They just continued it. Like, it's the same, yeah. you know. Are they doing any other countries? Do you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and so with, uh, so this is uh, director Jim, uh, uh, Jim Field Smith, which I believe these are all the same people. Writers George K. and also Jim Field Smith is a uh, writer, the mm-hmm. writer creators. And um so we had uh, Kunal Nayar, mm-hmm. uh, who you know as Raj in Big Bang Theory. Um, uh, Sophie Oconido. Um, uh, Jon Snow. Well, Kit Harington. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't remember the actress that played in the pest. Pesticide? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Sorry, there's another actress because there's four episodes. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought usually it's like liked this one, didn't like this one, liked this one, didn't like this one. I thought like overall they all did well. Yeah. yeah. Like I wasn't bored by because with some of the other countries, there were episodes that I was like, Ugh, like I just wasn't invested at all. Mm-hmm. It just it didn't grab my attention. And then others you were like all in there, you know, because they did so good. Yeah. Um, but this was like all like there wasn't a single one that i was like i don't care what happens in this story um if i had to pick one uh, it would be a toss between two of them and it would actually be the first and second one with kit harrington and uh okunido Mm -hmm. theirs were like they were they were good but it was like "Mm, okay Mm -hmm. like the story wasn't as good um but kunal and the other lady um i thought those two were the best the best catches in terms of like this, the plots and stuff right, like right. that. Um, it's weird when you go with someone like Kit Harrington because again, this is the crux of being on a show that big is that it's always Jon Snow. And so mm-hmm. obviously, well, let's take his facial hair away and make it change his hair so that mm-hmm. you're not thinking Jon Snow. Um, but I always think Jon Snow when yeah. I see it. it's. I wish you I didn't. You want the prosecutor to come and say, you know nothing. I, I, I wish I didn't, but I just do. Yeah. And, uh, but still, you know, he did his job in playing this character the way he played it. Yeah. He didn't it's, play it like Jon Snow by any right, means. Right, right. That's just my but hang it's, up. But it's, it's, it's such a testament to to the concept, you know, in that it still works and it's still strong. And it's just about, it could be a play, you know. It's just two people sitting yeah. down or three people, however many, just sitting down and it's all dialogue. Um, and, you know, I like things where characters can just sit and get a chance to just kind of chew the scenery and, and, and act away. And, uh, um, this kind of like, and you know, this is, this kind of, it's kind of the show that the kind of show that it is where you're really relying on the strengths of the performances. Yeah. Um, because you're not, you know, it's in, it's in like three rooms, you know, you have a hallway and then the two rooms really, and that's it. So everything takes place in there. And so, um, and, there's always some kind of twist, but it's never. Sometimes it's like a whoa twist. And yeah. so, so that's my one problem with the show as a whole, mm-hmm. and it's a very small problem. It's super minute, and I only bring it up because the show's so good. But it's it's that 
it's almost like they're discovering some of this evidence as it's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you've arrested these people and, you know, you've talked to the other person and in every single case, they've always talked to the other person already uh, or whatever. Um, and so it's like they just figured things out. And I do, I get that it's for dramatic effect and stuff and it's, you know, it's, it's fine. But that's my only, that's my only comment I would say is that it's just, seems like they conveniently discover stuff. You're having like a Scooby moment? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, I don't know, it's a really, really good show. Yeah, it's really good. And it good. gets into the, 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 the life, and I, we mentioned this in the review of the original one, and it gets into the life of the prosecutors too, and the, or well, the what, detectives rather. What I like that they did this time around, so, um. The 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 problem that I had with Kit Harrington's episode is that when you have I was really surprised they went there with that yeah, episode. But when I'm gonna get into that, but what I just wanted to say was that when you have a character like that that's so known for something else, um, you almost have to go out of your way to make that character different. Mm-hmm. You have to play another character that is mm-hmm. nothing like that character. Because <clears throat> you it can be done. And the and, and I say that because from the same show. One person that did that was Jim Parsons in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. There were moments that I was forgetting that I was watching Sheldon uh-huh. because he played such a different character. And you're like, I'm not used to this. And also Kunal. Mm-hmm. Um, they throw a beard on him. So you have that, which helps. But you're not used to him playing like a violent, angry character. And so you're like, whoa, yeah, this is different. And I'm not thinking of Raj. I mean, there's, yeah, there's the initial like, oh, it's Raj. And, you know, mm-hmm. and it's always weird when you're seeing. But there were moments where I was like, that's, he's this other character. Sandeep, I think was his character's name. Mm-hmm. Sandeep Singh, I think. Um, and I, I would forget that it was Raj. Yeah. But I never forgot that it was Jon Snow because the character was kind of a pretty boy. And yeah. it's like, like, I wish they would have grunged that story up and changed it. Yeah. Um, I think it would have actually worked really well, too, with where they went with it. So, mm-hmm. spoiler, um, he's uh, he's accused of uh, raping a co-worker. And normally in this story, which, again, I kind of, I, I suspected that they might go in this direction only because it was too obvious. Yeah. If he's the rapist, it's like, well, he's accused of rape and they find him guilty of rape. And yeah, where's there to go from there? That's the thing about the show that works so well a lot of times is it's never... Very rarely is it a case of like, you did the thing. No, I didn't. This person did. Oh, it's always, there's always, the, there's, they always find like an interest, like, oh yeah, he did murder this person, but there was help or, you know, he's, he was, he's saying he did it because he's covering for somebody else or whatever. Yeah. There's always like an interesting way that they kind of twist it out. Yeah. And and so with this, um, the ending was interesting and perhaps controversial for some people. I can see some people, um, finding flaw with the fact that he was innocent mm-hmm. um but that does happen is it the norm no but it does happen yeah. and so i thought it was really i thought it was really important that they touched on that subject and that that can happen um and they tried to trick you with his arrogance yeah um which i i i knew where they were going to go with it uh the first one i have to say was probably of the four episodes the one that i from the the jump i was like she totally did this (laughs) i knew that it wasn't the husband i knew that it was her yeah um that one the the story was a little bit like the weakest of the three but um they got me on the twist with the pesticide or whatever the hell it was they got you know 
I knew there was going to be a twist because that's the thing. You know, there's a twist coming. You're like, yeah. there's going to be a twist, but I didn't know it was going to be that. So yeah. I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. Um, so that was really good. And Kunal's was really good. It's just a good show. It's it just is. a good show. And, you know, sometimes it's hit or miss depending on the country, it seems. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but UK was one of our favorites last time mm -hmm. and, and they did good this time. And I'll watch the other ones. It's like I, I, I'll always watch them. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting concept. I love this concept where, you know, there, we say it's, you know, a simple set, but it's probably like 50 times more expensive than anything we'd ever make. But still in comparison, it's, it's, it's one simple set. That's yeah. it. You're moving be between three areas of a set. There's no flashy business going on. Mm -hmm. It's just, you get what you get. And, um, it, they, it's very dialogue based, which is yep. what I love. It's on the writing, um, focus on the writing. So Yeah. So I, I, I obviously recommend Yeah, it. and I liked, I feel like, I hope that Canal does more stuff because I think... Like that. Yeah. Well, just like... just Different. Different stuff, you know. I, and I, I, I suspect he will, but I feel like there's there's a lot of talent there to be harvested. Yeah, he was, he's, he, he surprised Because it's me. not like, you know, it's not like you're just, oh, look at Raj being angry. It's like... We saw him in a play also and he was did, very yeah. different. Um, but he, it was good. It was, it was nice to see him doing something different and, and... Doing it well, mm -hmm. you know, not just uh, look at him. He's look, Raj is angry. Ha ha. But it's yeah. like, you know, it's he enveloped. Yeah, that very character. much. Very much so. He became the guy. And he didn't overdo it because a lot of times I feel like if actors are stuck in a, yeah. a role so long. Like like he would have been in Big Bang. Um, they have a tendency to come out of the gate and just go crazy. Yeah. And he kind of just played it <laughs> like uh, Nick Cage. It. Yeah, just Nick Cage. It. <laughs> But it's good. Highly recommended. Yeah. So, um, okay. Moving along. Moving along. There's so many things. So we have two more. That's that's why we're kind of rushing things because I want to be able to get everything in. Um, all right. So I'm thinking of ending things. This is a Charlie Kaufman film. Mm -hmm. uh, Charlie Kaufman is an acquired taste. Yes. And pretty much I, I could honestly say that I'm not really a Charlie Kaufman fan. Of his films, Eternal Sunshine was the one I liked the most. But he only wrote that, right? He didn't direct it. He wrote that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. you know, um, he did like Anomalisa and Schenectady or Synecdoche. Synecdoche. Or, um, yeah. He did. Um, uh, I haven't seen Malkovich. Of, and, you know, it's that, like yeah. you you have to be you, you have to know what you're getting into with a Charlie Kaufman film. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just jump in and you're not getting a regular, you know, he goes out of his way to make things confusing. Some might say. And um, yeah, so I. I wasn't excited that it was a Charlie Kaufman film, but right. I was excited by the cast. And yep. this was like just enough people that I know and like it was mm -hmm. just enough. We got Plemons in there. So you have Jesse Plemons, who obviously I enjoy. He's on my list. Mm -hmm. um, you have Jesse Buckley, who's very good. Um, I really like Creme starting to like really get into her stuff. Mm -hmm. And Tony Collette, who's on my list. I love Tony Collette. She's mm -hmm. the freaking best. And then you have David. I think it's Thewlis. Um, who is very distinctive in his speaking. Yeah. So I, every time I see him, I think of the guy in Fargo and mm -hmm. he sounds exactly the, the same. Yeah. It, it's, it's his, his actual like dictation and yeah. speech that I don't think he can control and the tone of his voice. Well, I'm sure he can so, control it, but that's just how he talks. Yeah. I don't think he can because he sounds like that in everything. Like well, yeah. I know his voice and I, cause he sounds the same. So it's like, <clears throat> there's just certain people, their voices is, is a certain way and they can't change it. Philip Seymour Hoffman was a character who had a deep voice, but could make his voice high. Mm. Not everybody can do that. 
Um, and his way of speaking is so distinctive that I always think of the same character or like I feel like I know what I'm getting from his character, even though I may not, yeah. but I expect something. Um, Jesse Buckley, she's a bit of a chameleon, too. She's like she she can change uh, yeah. just everything about her. And 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 I love that about her. And Tony Collette's great. And um, so did I love this film? No. <laughs> did I think I was going to love this film? No. I didn't. Um, and, and it's no shade. It's just uh, he he's not my kind of. Yeah. T- uh, he's not my tempo. Yeah. He, he's not my tempo. He I the cinematography I thought was is always done, great. Is like great. he always does. Yeah. He always you know, picks great people. The dialogue itself within the context of the film was good. Um, for me, I actually didn't. I actually kind of liked the first part. The first 30 the, minutes. Yeah. Any, everything in the car I, I liked. Oh really? I thought that went on a little bit too long. It did for go me. on too long. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it it was way too long. But I I, I kind of liked the the dialogue play and the camera work. Um, it's when they got to the house, I was like, okay, here we are now. This now we're really in. Now we're watching a Charlie. Kaufman now we're film. watching a Charlie Kaufman film. And um, see, I felt like that uh, up until shit got weird. I liked it in the house. And the other thing is, and once this, things got weird, he started to lose me. But I loved like the, the at the table. Yeah, that stuff was was fine. I guess. Yeah, that Tony Collette was just like. Yeah, she was great. Just and, so weird and yeah. cackly, and like that character was great. And yeah. Jesse Plemons' uh, uh, lack of patience with her and you know that was good but the thing with charlie kaufman is that his scenes just fucking go on and Mm -hmm. on and it's like dude yeah come on yeah i am aging as we speak i can't like this scene is so and and there's a way to do that that doesn't um you saw that in the master these long Mm -hmm. but it worked yeah there was something there's a way to do that and his way of doing it for me, drags on. When I watched a movie like The Master, I didn't realize how long we had been sitting in a scene yeah. because of the writing and the way, you know, just the way that it was performed and the way that it was executed. You lose track of time. Where I don't lose track of time in Charlie Kaufman's films. I'm very much aware that I've been sitting on a scene for eight minutes straight. Yeah. And I want it to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I wasn't completely sure what the movie was about. I think like, that's the point. Well, right. So I wanted to kind of find out. And so I, I went to the interwebs and apparently, and I kind of, I understood some of this. Like mm-hmm. I knew like the gender was him, was yeah. him later on. That was on. pretty obvious. Yeah. And that he was sad about stuff. And so I, I guess <laughs> he had the sads. I got that this character was sad. Yeah. Um, but I guess apparently, I guess one of the readings of the film, which I can, I can see now is that it was basically Jesse Plemons character, old, the janitor. Mm-hmm. Killing, wanting to end his life and kill himself, and this is like the, his life flashing before his eyes. And that if he would have done this relationship differently, things might have ended differently for him, or his mm-hmm. life might have turned out a different way, mm-hmm. something like that. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, uh, and a lot of that I, I got in terms of you know who Jesse Plemons' character was, and the fact that he had the sads, and 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 that there was some kind of element of death going on and mm-hmm. ending things. Um, but I'm not smart enough to piece it all together while well, I'm watching it. In the film, it's it's that she's thinking of ending the relationship, right? Um, and there was VO in there, which I, I didn't really mind. I guess it was. I thought because it, it was hers, yeah. so it made sense and also it, because he sat on and, these and, scenes and for, for so me. Long. And this is my bringing my own baggage to this. I kept waiting for it to turn into a horror film. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess this, I guess the middle section would be a Charlie Kaufman horror film, but yeah. it just 
the, the way the tension was building and the way that the shots were composed and the lighting was that just they're gonna have a shining. I moment. was just waiting for it to like become a horror film for some reason. It was we was just always like on the edge. I think that uh, was, and uh, that's my. It, I don't think that was anything the film was trying to do. I think that was me bringing my baggage. No, to I could the see film. that because, but I think that was actually that's actually a testament to um, how well the they did the grading. Mm -hmm. It had this horror movie, like this very saturated yeah. uh, kind of look. Uh, it had, it reminded me of the shining, the way uh, these very like um, old school orange, that brown and yeah. orange and this. And so, so anyone else who's watched it, maybe is it just me, but was Jesse Buckley's sweater changing color? I felt like it did. I felt like that sweater was one color in the yeah. first scene. And then she had it changed pearl color. necklace on at one point. Yeah, she had a necklace on that she didn't have on before. And I kept noticing that as they went through the acts, the, you know, the I felt like this movie almost had four acts instead of your yeah. typical three. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel I felt like it felt like four acts and I felt like by the end of it that sweater had changed color mm -hmm. four times. It went from like a yellow to an orange to an almost like a lavender type color and i don't know if i was just seeing things mm -hmm. but i was like is it just me because if it is then that's obviously supposed to be you know that's it's intentional that yeah. she's going through these emotions and that that would change um i i i it wasn't my favorite um i loved tony collette's character and i have to say that fewless i thought had some of the best dialogue in the bedroom scene with jesse buckley's character um, he's going through, he's has dementia, I believe, mm -hmm. or, um, Parkinson's or something. I think he has dementia and, or is supposed to have dementia. And, um, the way that he would go through that and then repeat himself. Yeah. Um, and then just, you know, really casually says the word fucking, you know, yeah. <laughs> imagine doing a fucking on that bed. Like it just, it, it just was so natural. Yeah. It just, it wasn't. For shock value, you weren't yeah. like, oh, he just said that. It's like, I could totally see him saying that. And it it went really well with the tone of everything. So um, I thought he did a great, like he stood out. Him and Tony Collette stood out the most mm -hmm. for me. But just the, this, this weird psychological ride that he insists on taking the audience through. Look, I give him credit because for me, this is like a, this is like an Anderson, um, uh, Shyamalan thing where like, this is your, this is your bag, yeah. right? This I mean, is hey, your vision I, and you follow it. I've said it before on this it. podcast and I'll say it again in that I think I'm glad this film exists. Yeah. I like, truly am. This is how he likes to tell his stories. It's not my favorite way of having a story told to me mm -hmm. and, but I watch them. Mm-hmm. I always do. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, uh, it's an acquired taste, as we've said before. I can I can appreciate and respect that this is how he likes to tell his stories. He likes to be really obscure in his shit, and that's how he does it. Uh, Malik is the same way. Mm -hmm. Like, you know you're getting something weird and existential. You're going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way that you, this movie, you're going to get through this film and not go through some crisis um, you watch Malik and you wait for the, the one hour section in the middle with dinosaurs volcanoes and volcanoes and space. It's like, it's coming. I know yeah. it's coming. Um, and with Kaufman, it was like, okay, so, you know, it, it, you feel like you're going through a cinematic fun house. That's what his films yeah. are like. It's like, you know, you're switching sets and you're going through this different head spaces and it's supposed to be trippy in that way. I really could have done without the dance segment. Oh yeah. I was like, "What's what's what's going on?" I I, I get it. You know, it's it reflects the, it was yeah, the dance yeah. when he dies. I'm like, okay, but it's just the like, dance of death. I felt like the movie. Like we were, I was so ready for this movie to be over at that point that I was like, "Oh God, there's a dance sequence." Ah, 
Um, but again, I didn't mind it. I appreciate that he does his thing. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't like I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. But you know, I I, I respect that he does what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What she said. Um, last film. Dun 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 dun. Um. Okay. So this was one I almost skipped. This one that I saw. I think it was on Hulu. I think it was on Hulu. And you know, I go through like I go through these like I'm I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna watch this. And uh, I never do. Mm-hmm. And so I I did that with this, and it was um the lodge. Mm-hmm. And so this was uh, apparently two directors, which you don't see very often. Nope. I'm going to destroy this. Severin Fiala. Uh, Veronica Franz is easy, but I think it's Severin Fiala. Please be that. Um, and then uh, with the directors, and then the right, it was written by the director, both directors, and then Sergio Kaski. Kaski. Um, and this had Riley Keough mm-hmm. and uh, Jaden Martell, who uh, I'm kind of like over this kid a little. I mm. see him in a lot of stuff, and I'm like, find another kid, you know. Um, uh, Leah, I think it's Leah McHugh was the sister, mm-hmm. uh, who was quite good. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to say, um, and Richard Armitage, Armitage, Alicia Silverstone, probably the more, you know, well-known actors that were, that were in it. Um, man, this one was tough. This yeah. one was tough for me because, um, there was a shock value from the jump with Alicia Silverstone's character that yeah. I did not fucking see coming. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, the, 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 like 15 seconds leading up to it, I knew I was like, oh, okay. But the way it happened, I was like, okay. (laughs) And I loved that. Yeah. It, I did not, I did not expect that kind of violence or uh, just that abrupt behavior. It was just like, I had my attention. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. all right, you got me. You got me. Let's do this. Um, I, I really loved the, the feeling and the mood you're trapped in this cabin. It's, you know, so there's the seclusion of like not being able to go anywhere. Yeah. You don't have a car, you can't travel and this and that and all that. Yeah. Um, and I loved the, 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 um, cinematography, mm. the grading was just so fucking moody and beautiful. And I loved that. That was my favorite part. Yeah. I loved that. Um, interestingly enough, I thought that I didn't like this movie sooner than when I didn't actually like the movie. If okay. that makes any sense. I was like, Oh, oh, oh no, so obvious. Oh, don't do that. You were in such a good path. Why did you do that? Then they fucking flipped the switch on you and what you think is happening did not happen. And you're like, oh, so then I loved it. So I went from like, oh, you totally took the easy way out. That was me being prejudgmental, right? I went, you know, oh, I was just judging that they, that they, because in fairness, people do that all the time. Mm -hmm. It's so obvious and they take the easy route and you're like, oh, come on. So I thought they did that. Totally fooled me. Egg on my face. Loved where they went that with that, then hated it. (laughs) So I went in loving it. And then it was like, it was such a roller coaster. I was in like, love where this is going. Love where this is going. Hate where you're going. Don't go there. Don't go there. Oh my God. You totally got me. Can't believe you did that. Why? Yeah. That was how it ended for me. Yeah. It's quite a roller coaster. Yeah. And, and so I, I still highly recommend this movie only because I've never had a film do that to me before. Mm -hmm. I've never had a film like, uh, trick me like that so much. Yeah. So I loved that they did that, but the end was like, no, 
it, that's where I felt like it was like it just stopped and it it was such a like easy way out and uh, <laughs> um so this is gonna be spoilers here the the idea of them tricking her uh-huh. I loved that yeah but realistically. It didn't work. If you really start to like, like if yeah, I start yeah. to tear this down, I'm like, there's no way that she just hasn't spoken to the, like he didn't find that weird yeah, at yeah. all that he hasn't spoken. To, why aren't you answering your phone? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're there watching my kids. Why haven't you answered your phone in two days? Like what's going on? That seemed really unlikely. Yeah. And that's where it was like, I wish they had done something different with that. Yeah. Um, and maybe added the conversation into part of that psychosis mm-hmm. that maybe she thought she hadn't spoken to him, but she had spoken to him. Yeah. But to actually have it be that she hadn't heard from him and her phone was dead and all the food's gone. Yeah. And like, let me tell the you, fact the, that the lengths those, these yeah. kids went. Uh, I just don't think that that would, isn't feasible. Yeah. Just just the the literal amount of work that they would have had to do. <laughs> it was, to pull it off. I There's think. no way that kid yeah. is pulling that off. Like, she's a heavy-ass sleeper. Let me tell you, yeah. if you didn't hear the whole house being basically torn apart and moved around. And then where did all the stuff go? Like, yeah. was it, well, in, the, it in, in, the, the in the basement, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, like, you didn't hear all that happening. Yeah. You're all sleeping in the same room at one point. Like, you didn't hear yeah. them moving around or doing their thing. So, like, on the one hand, you're like, man, these fucking kids are assholes. Yeah. And kudos to you. Yeah. I give you credit for being that Man, big an of asshole, an asshole. But that was a lot of work. It so was a lot of work. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I appreciated that. But I think that the film, would, it would have done more justice to the story had they not gone so far with it. For yeah. instance, had they done that for a shorter period of time, that would have been pretty epic. Mm. But the the fact that it went on as long as it did is like, there's no way this is... Well, they got theirs, those fucking kids. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, also, it's like, there's just like, there's this, um, it, it, as soon as you you watch a film like this and you see a dog, you're like, that fucking dog's going to die. I already do it. Yeah. <laughs> this dog's a goner. Um, but yeah, like the the way that she, she goes to go for help and she is, she makes it to this lighthouse kind of thing, but mm-hmm. then doesn't and thinks she sees somebody, but she doesn't. And it's obvious it's supposed to be the, this psychological warfare that they've embarked on with mm-hmm. her and that. Uh, you know, she's an unwilling participant of, and so she's trying to just sort of get her bearings and she winds up back at the house. That was another thing that I'm like, was that like, really? She didn't run into, like, she went into an actual fit. Like, how did they plan that she would walk in a circle? Yeah. (laughs) Like, how did you plan that? Yeah. What if she didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. there were too many ifs there. And normally... I would I would have just been I wouldn't have even reviewed this for a lot if this was like a lot of your typical horror movies with those types of flaws that I'd been like forget it I'm not even review it because I hated it I didn't though that was the thing like yeah. this film had such potential to yeah. be really really good and it it messed with you in a way that I love that's psychological it's uh-huh. not blood and gore it's just like yeah. when you don't when you can't trust what you're seeing I love that yeah but it just went it just went in weird directions I just so wish it hadn't. Yeah, I so wish it hadn't. For instance, one of my biggest let's let's just say they got away with it. Right. Let's just say everything. This kid is they're stealth like in their movement mm-hmm. <laughs> of objects. Uh, let's just say that they do that. And let's just say for some reason, the father doesn't find it weird at all that he hasn't spoken this to, fi- to his fiance of which who was watching his children yeah. who's in a snowstorm with no vehicle. Yeah. OK, let's just say that he was like, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, 
when we get to the point where they're like, uh, psych, um, it actually didn't happen. Like, no, 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 it's cool. And she starts to unravel. There was a literal beat where the gun was in total reach of this kid's hand and he never yeah. grabs it. Yeah. And so that like from that moment is when they lost me, which I think was like the last 10 minutes of the film. Yeah. The way they wrap that up, like, because if I see that happening and I'm like, oh, listen, we fucked up like really bad, really bad. And she's lost her mind. Oh, look, there's a gun. She's probably going to want to kill us with that. Let's grab that because that's all that had to happen. Yeah. All that had to happen was that the kid had to take the gun away from her, which was right there within arm's reach. All he had to do was grab that and the ending would not have happened. None of this would have happened. She would have probably still been crazy and you know needed to have yeah, some serious you shouldn't therapy have had that gun there that scene frustrated the shit out of me because i was like why that's so easy why are you doing that yeah, they're smart enough to to run this whole prank <laughs> exactly you know and they they're like no <laughs> hey look if we reach for that gun we could probably avoid danger yeah. nah, nah I don't let's do that. just let's just be scared in the corner yeah um i hate i hated that i really hated that but i I appreciated the film, but I just hated a lot of the avenues that they went. Yeah. It just, uh, it reminded me of that, uh, oh, damn it. Was it The Ritual? Is that what it was called? The Ritual? Oh, was that um, when they go in the woods or whatever? Yeah. The one we just watched? Where recently? it was like, I hated where you ended this. Yeah. But I so appreciated Everything the direction the, you were going yeah. in. And it's... It, that was The Ritual, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Ritual. Uh, so for me, The Lodge was like the 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 uh homebound version of the ritual Virtual. like you were just going in such a great direction yeah. and then you just like you yeah. know? um ugh, so frustrating because i i always want to see good thrillers and horrors i just damn it damn it damn it so i actually after everything i've said if i haven't ruined it because i gave so much of that away um i do recommend it yeah, I would too. Um, I, I, I recommend it, but I, I just wish that had ended differently. Oh, I like the I like the ending and, and the, the 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 ups and downs a bit more than you did, but I still I share your frustrations, but just not to that degree. Like you're not homicidal about it, right? <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm go I can on still a, sleep a at baby night. a baby punching <laughs> tangent because of the way it ended. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I I liked it enough to still say I liked it to review it. Yeah, right. Because if I Thought it was garbage. I wouldn't have even bothered unless I had really been talking about it because then I'm forced to. Uh, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I have to. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 I make my bed and I have to lay in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what can you do? What can you do? Sometimes I'm really excited about something and I swear it's going to be amazing. And then it's not. And I'm like, well, now I got to talk about this, Capone. Yeah. So. Looking at you, Capone. <laughs> so uh, we have those moments. So, yeah. Um, next week uh, we have a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to be, we're filming next week for the, uh, film riot competition. So we're going to be, oh, is that next week? Yeah. No, that's the following week. No, well, no, if you're listening to it this week, the next week we'll be filming. Yeah. Yeah. The following. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, next in the next show, we're going to be actually talking to, um, the director and star of a, of a film that we already reviewed because I didn't, um, think that he was gonna answer um and so i was like oh we'll just review it so um next week we're gonna be talking um to jeffrey james i think it's binny 
We'll find out. Yeah. Um, and we had reviewed his documentary Once is Enough when he does the yeah the uh, kind of marathon craziness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't think he was going to answer me. So I was like, I oh, will just review it. because probably... And then like, I think like that week after we released it, he emailed me back. I was like, shit. <laughs> so, uh, but I still want to talk to him about like what that experience was like and making that. So yeah. uh, we're going to have him on the show. So that's exciting. So well, we, were, you, we were very favorable to that movie. We both liked yeah, it we a really lot. liked it. So if you actually did watch the movie, um, now we'll have the opportunity to kind of hear what the process was like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. And uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully Hope that happens. I know. I was just thinking right now, like watch him email me and be like, I can't do it. <laughs> Can we move that? Shit. Yeah. It happens. Such is life. Uh, shout outs. Steady Geekin. Reality Bomb Comic Cast. Not MoGraph. MoGraph. <laughs> I was trying to get them in first so that I could get them in last and actually get one in without you interrupting me. But I don't know why I thought that nice would try. actually happen. Nice try. <sighs> Damn it. You're such a complete tool. Tool. Too lousy. And, and not the cool kind. No, nobody's as cool as Tool. Uh, yeah, so again, if you have a film, suggestion, what have you, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. We're kind of all over the place busy with filming and stuff, and we have so many guests that it may take us a little while to get to you. I'm not going to lie. Um, and we're still like we're we're still getting rejected by film festivals, so we're kind of preoccupied with those emails yeah. as well. I just, I'm being transparent about it. Um once all this is over, we'll have another talk about how all that goes. Uh, but if you've been following us, we've spent a shit ton of money on submissions. But you know what's um, going to happen, though, is that we'll make a film, spend no money on it, and we'll and get fucking it in every happens. film festival. The thing that I don't even really bo- – that I just, like, ad-lib through and, like, I write an outline for, but I don't have, an, like, a complete script for it. And it's like, let's just film this skit thing. That gets the most views. The thing that I put the least effort into – will get the most attention. I don't... Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, also, if you um, follow us, uh, you can go to our YouTube page and our latest short that we talked about last time filming. Uh, we did that skit. It's called Midnight Meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we're submitting to the Road Challenge. So um, if you want to check that out and give us some views, we'd friggin' love you for it. Mm-hmm. Um, do we think we'll win it? Probably not. Nope. Uh, no chance in hell, pretty much. But it, we just still did it because it's fun to do. And we we still want people to see it because we did it. Yep. Um, were there some uh, green screen uh, issues? Yeah. <laughs> and we talked about that. Oh. We talked about how hard it was to get that green screen in the right place in a small space with no help. So shit happens. Um, yeah. That it is what it is. There's there's nothing that, that you just you live and learn. Yep. That's an experience where now I go like, Note to self, no green screening the, in small spaces in the bedroom. Bring the bed out into the living room. Yeah, bring the bed out. So we should have brought the bed out to the living room. It would have looked a lot better if we did, but we learned that the hard way. That's what happens. That's, yep. that's how you learn those lessons. So um, I'm not mad about it. It's just like, all right, okay. You mad, bro? You mad, bro? Learning experience. Don't do that again, Sashia. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking? And uh, that's your learning experience as well. So yeah. next time, be like, what are you thinking? <laughs> When I when I so, present it to you yeah. and you're like, no, that's not going to work. You wouldn't want a green screen in a small space, would you? <laughs> well, I mean, we kind of have to, but there's not multiple me's. So mm-hmm. that's a different kind of different green screen. Um, it was it was more of the crossing 
Yeah. That made it so difficult. And the fact that I couldn't move around because the screen was there was only one position to get that in. And so I had to sit in weird positions that when I did move, it looked really green screened and whatever. You know what? Whatever. You live once. Yeah. Fucking YOLO. Um, what are you going to do? We'll, we'll we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. You know, reach out to us if you want to. And if not, that's okay, too. And you have a good week and take care of yourself. Bye. Bye.